Hey, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and today's podcast interview is with Blackjack Apprenticeship members L Train and Pocket Queens, a husband and wife card counting team who have netted over $100,000 since attending a boot camp just over a year ago. You're going to hear both the ups and the downs of their first year of play, as well as how a crazy lucky situation got them back in the game after some initial really awful luck. Now, I know it's been said that it takes some luck to make it as an advantage player. I wouldn't go that far. For example, BJ Pro SD1 had to grind through a nearly 200-hour losing streak to start out his career, but other times, some early luck can get an AP's career on the fast track. This podcast has probably the craziest story I've heard of just when they thought they were out, something happened that pulled them right back in. So while one lucky event gave L-Train and Pocket Queens a big boost that you're going to hear about, you'll also realize through the rest of the podcast that their success has come from good old-fashioned dedication, hard work, and resilience. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I'm here with L-Train and Pocket Queens. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Doing good. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's good to, to uh, see some people face-to-face -face <laughs> without masks on. Don't tell anyone. Um, so, uh, not to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil it. You guys are married AP couple, correct? Correct. And... Uh, we want to just kind of get into your story a bit and um, tell kind of how you got into it, some of the success you guys have had over the last year, and then I got a whole bunch of questions from members for you guys. Sound good? Sounds good. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's start at the beginning with how you guys, this is Nubs1981 says, how'd you guys get started and who talked who into Advantage Play? <laughs> uh, shout out to Nubs1981. <laughs> um, I'm going to probably say a lot of shout outs today. Yeah. Um, we, we kind of talked about this a few days ago. We couldn't really figure it out, like how we t together got at a table. But I guess as far as like how we started, um, a couple years ago it was lovely Martin Gale, <laughs> progression to depression <laughs> type of play. And then we went bust on that. Well, it worked until it didn't work. Yeah. Then we went bust on that. And then it was, um. Hey, look, we should start counting. And we got a book called Modern Day. I think it was Modern Day Counting or Modern, Modern Day Car Counting. Not your uh -huh. book, obviously. It wasn't out yet. Um, and that had a count that was a, it was an unbalanced count. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a mix between Red 7 and Zen. Okay. So I think uh, twos and sevens were minus, were plus one. And three through six were plus two. Uh -huh. Aces were minus one, and then faces were minus two. Okay. So we kind of like dumbed that down and made it. We did it. We halved everything. To yeah. Try to make it easier. Sure. Um, the other thing that we did, which is really kind of crazy, is we got on Amazon and picked up like this little ticker. Oh yeah. It's like a little remote ticker. Uh huh. And we had to be careful because if you clicked it while it was on, it would play a sound so we had to like put it in silent mode and we'd go in and uh i had a hoodie i always wore a hoodie it was like a zip-up hoodie uh -huh. and i cut holes in the pocket so that you could see like if you look down you could see the count and so that's we kind of did that for oh, wow. we, we did it for months mm -hmm. do you think you were accurate 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we were accurate, and but I mean, it was lazy because all we really needed to do was just practice, practice, yeah. practice, and we would have been able to keep the running count on our own. But we wanted to be accurate. That yeah. was the thing. We thought that if we were really accurate, that you know, you yield more money and. All of a sudden, you're a millionaire. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, I'm not. I'm standing back. I'm just watching. Okay. Because yeah. I definitely wasn't. I, there was no way for me to hide really this know device. Really, what the count was. Yeah. Plus, people talked to me a lot, and he was able oh, yeah. to lower his hat and then look down, and I was kind of like watching to see if anybody was watching him. So I kind of like took a back seat to this yeah. whole <laughs> ticker situation. <laughs> yeah. Because it was scary. Because I know that that would make it illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they could. They they could say you're they using a device, it. and we're gonna yeah. arrest you, and and uh, then you got to fight it. Yeah. Which would be it could be difficult to win that because right. you're not allowed to use a device. That's why we worked with some guys early on, and they would use. Uh, I've probably said this before, but they used kind of like walkie-talkie things just to alert the BP to their table. Mm-hmm. You know. But even if you got caught with walkie-talkies in yeah. a casino that you know that are on in your pockets and you're you know doing that stuff, it just felt too risky, so we wouldn't do that. But did you guys? I mean, did it work? Were you guys positive EV? So we actually did have some success with it. The downfall that we had with using this count and this method was it. I was horrible at bankroll management. Okay. So I was overestimating my edge and overbetting. Which led to, we had we had a stint where we, we made a pretty decent amount of money. Yeah. But at the same time, we took a horrible downswing. Yeah. And that was a bad crash. And then it was a matter of, like, in my head, I was always like, it's, you're using the wrong count. Or, you know what I mean? Instead of thinking to manage the bankroll. Oh, yeah. I was using the method of count. And so then we kind of switched to a different count. Then we just went to red seven. It was still an unbalanced count. Mm-hmm. The reason why we stuck with unbalanced is because... Deck estimation, like, absolutely terrified me. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not going to be accurate with it. Oh, okay. It's going to totally eliminate the edge. The yeah. edge is so small anyway. Like, it's got to be perfect. Yeah. I think that's a mistake. People think deck estimation is as important as basic strategy and counting mm-hmm. and bankroll management. And it, it's not. Like, if you're off even 20, 30 cards, you know, it's not like, oh, there goes your advantage, mm-hmm. you know, whereas if you're over betting or, or uh, off on your count. Yeah, there goes your advantage. But uh, yeah, so I understand that. A lot of people are really terrified about deck estimation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we played the whole red seven count for a little bit, had a little bit of success with that. And then just by chance, we bumped it to another AP at a table. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like changed everything from, oh. from there moving forward. So who who kind of uh, breached card counting with who? Did you say something to to them or did they say something to you? Um, how, I mean, I guess you should, because you have more contact with, the, are you talking about the AP? Or yeah, the AP. Us? Yeah. You have more of a conversation with this particular person. I mean, I guess we could say who it is because it's been out there with mm-hmm. Sassy Red. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, we were at a table and it was... Like, I think it was just us three mm-hmm. and I was in between you guys. And I can't remember exactly what happened, but you end up leaving the table. And, but during when we were all three sitting there playing, I mean, she was just like pulling out. She was getting crushed. She was getting oh, crushed. No. And I'm like, what? she's got this like Mary Poppins bag that she's just like pulling out all this money. I'm like, who is this lady? What is going on? Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was, 
it was crazy for me because uh, as the advantage grew, she she would spread the two hands. Mm-hmm. And like she, at one point in time, she actually like looked over and apologized. She was like, "I'm sorry, but the variance mm-hmm. on this game is just too crazy." And I was like, "What? I've been reading about this. What? <laughs> Who says no one says variance yeah. on the table? <laughs> you know?" So in my head, I was like, you, "Something's going on. Like we we need to talk to this person." And then yeah, he walked away, walked out, went somewhere to the restroom or something, and then I started to go up and walk away, and then she came and found me, and then she wanted to go talk to me outside. So then we went outside uh-huh. and we started to chat. And then she says, I know that your husband is an AP player, but he has some holes in his game. Oh. So I'd like to talk to him. Oh. So then I called him. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I always hear her saying, you got potential, but you got some holes in your game. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the back of my head, like whenever some things were going on, just because that was like one thing that she pointed out. And she was like, you know, like, what are, what are you doing with your count? Um, I noticed that you didn't do this. You didn't do this. You didn't do this you should look into this and this. And then we started talking about uh, BJA. The crazy thing about all this is that even throughout the time where I was using Red 7, I still had a BJA membership. Oh, wow. So I had all the tools, I had all the videos, I had Mm -hmm. everything in front of me where I could have been, we could have been, you know, really generating some positive EV. And I was just lazy. Mm. It's really what it came down to. I, I, I was lazy and I was also faithful to trying to actually make an unbalanced count work. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with an unbalanced count. Um, if, yeah, if you're perfect with it and, and everything else, um, it depends on which count, you know, some are weaker than others. But, but um, you know, we've just chosen to go the high-low mm-hmm. route because that's what worked for us and that's every major team and, and for whatever reason. And so that's what all our resources are four and you know if it's unbalanced count you got to find a way to make sure everything's perfect yeah. from from uh the count to the betting to the deviations you gotta make sure you're perfect yeah i completely agree i mean i think i think if there was anything that i would say that i would do all over again what it came down to that was buy cvcx early um really lock into understanding risk of ruin mm-hmm. understanding kelly criterion not over betting uh, those those are things that really hurt us. Like we could have made unbalanced counts work for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like they still have advantage and they all correlate. Um, but because of you know bad decisions, things didn't work out that way. Yeah. Um, but after we after we met her and we talked to her, you know she she served as just like a phenomenal mentor. And fortunately, shout out to Sassy Red. Um, she was willing to like talk to us and help us throughout the process. That's cool. Yeah. And so since you already had a forum membership, you just connect through that or exchange phone numbers or. Right. Yeah. I think if it weren't for that, you know, I don't think she would have been after talking to us. Like, I don't think that people should think that you can just approach an AP at a table and all (laughs) of a sudden they're going to take you underneath your wing. Yeah. Um, But I think there is a desire to help people out. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned before the first um, like serious pro I, I met was a guy from, Oh man, I don't think I'm supposed to say their name, but, but this, this large, large team that we had a ton of respect for. And he was like offering me advice in the bathroom of the casino, yeah. um, you know, saying, Hey, here, you guys are really good, but here's some things. And he didn't need to do that. But I think he, mm-hmm. there's just a desire to pay it forward or something. Yeah. Yeah, we have the same feeling about about it, but that's not. I don't think we're ready for that yet. 
So you guys get some good intel. Is that do you switch to high low at that point? Switch to high low. So at that point, I was like, you know what, we're done. I'm done being lazy. Um, I watched all the videos again. Started practicing on the training suite. We started practicing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I would deal to her. She would deal to me. And my and side note, the ticker's gone. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's been know. gone. <laughs> good to know. I don't know when we dropped That's that. Funny. Well, you went to the other. Yeah, we used the ticker. And then we also used the rosary ring, which is. Oh, wow. It yeah. was like a ring that rotated. So yeah. And it had for every decade um, or every Hail Mary it had a notch. And so you could kind of keep a running count uh-huh. with it. Like now, nah, I guess not. Nah, think about it. if I ever wanted to count down two tables, you could use a ring for that. And then yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah, so the ticker's gone, switched to high-low, started practicing like crazy. Yeah. Went to a boot camp in November. The November of 2019. 2019. So, so where are we at? We're December. So just over a year ago. Yep. And that's where I met you guys. Right. Uh-huh. Um, awesome boot camp. Awesome party. It was <laughs> nice to meet all the pros. Um, got some good advice. Uh, learned, really spent a lot of time analyzing risk. Mm. and trying to figure out how to work with the bankroll. Like I had a lot of questions on when to downsize a bankroll mm-hmm. just to make sure that we didn't go bust on a bankroll. And where was where was your total results at this point? You know, um, positive, that, negative, even? That's a good question. I mean, I think still we were probably break even okay. at that point. And then we took a downswing late December. Okay, right after the boot camp. Right right after the boot camp. Mm -hmm. Late December, early January, and Mm -hmm. then kind of reassessed and then started progressing up more. Mm -hmm. And that led us into everything that's happened this year. Yeah. Well, uh, so were were you, this is the next question is, did you mostly play separately or employ like team play or just one of you playing? We, so we would occasionally play separately, but most of the time it was me at a table, her with me. Whenever it came down to a point where it was time to spread the two hands, she would play mm-hmm. and we would try to match our bets. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we would vary the bets. Sure, a little just, bit. Just yeah. to not be so obvious. Um, but that's how we've done a lot of stuff. I mean, this year was a lot of... Me playing strictly, her spending a lot of time talking to dealers and uh-huh. talking to bosses, kind of working the crowd a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and still her playing too. So I mean, we've used mm-hmm. we've used a variety of different methods, uh-huh. I guess you could say. I think it's just tougher because as as the more we go, like lo- locally, if we go locally more, that yeah. people get to know you and yep. they want to talk. And yes. women want to talk and talk, uh-huh. talk. Not that I do, but they want to talk. So once they come up to the table and we're both there, I usually just kind of hang out for a while because you know the ones that are going to be talkers and then I'll kind of distract them uh-huh. so that he doesn't have to have this engagement with them. Because initially it, it was really tough in the beginning to yeah. talk and talk and talk. Yeah. And pit boss, everyone's talking. So I kind of was the distractor initially. Yep. And then it got, I started to play more and yeah. get better at talking and playing because that's, I think, my mm. weakness. Okay. So do you guys uh, play at all separately? Yes. Okay. Mm. Lot, yes. Most of the yeah. time we do. Most now. Okay. Now it's at the, we're both at a point with our game 
to where we can yeah. play at separate tables. Mm-hmm. We can go in together. We're, we're comfortable going in and mm-hmm. together, but we can play at separate tables That's and great. still generate some EV. That's great. So do you guys, this is from Buck Nasty. He says, do you hide, <laughs> hide the fact that, uh, or yeah, do you guys hide the fact that you're married or try to use it as any sort of cover? It sounds like it works just saying or being together. Most of the time we do, unless we know that it was like a, I think that one time we went in there, we're like, we're going to go on supper. Remember? Oh yeah. He dropped me off. Yeah. So like if it was sweaty, we're like, yeah. we're yeah. not going in together to this yeah. one. Especially if we had been there like a couple weeks before and it kind of felt like there was some heat. Mm-hmm. We won't go back in together because it's hard us together. It's, we're we're, just, you we're can't really distinct. disguise. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. That's, most of the time, we've never had to, there has been that one time that we've had to hide the fact that we were married. Any other time, okay. we're, we're okay yeah. with mm-hmm. it. And yeah. playing locally, especially at one particular shop where we spent a lot of time locally, they knew us so well. as like they knew about our kids, they knew about mm-hmm. other stuff in a, in, with our personal life. There's no way we could yeah. hide it. I feel like, you know, it worked well for my wife and I either when I was playing and she would work the crowd, so to speak, take some attention off of me and and all that stuff. Or um, when we used Gorilla BP, um, she she could still she could play and have conversation so I could focus on counting and and deviation decisions really quickly and all that stuff. Uh, I could talk a little bit if I needed to. But um, then she's this personable you know, yeah. person uh, counting or playing, just mm-hmm. just gambling or whatever. Um, so I think there's definitely something to that. But I think it's great that you guys can also uh, split, split up, yeah. play separate casinos or separate tables or mm-hmm. or whatever. Even to just you know back count one of you back count a table while the other person's playing. Or yeah, whatever. that's so. That I think the last thing you just brought up that that's a good point. That's I mean she's awesome at that. That's been. A huge benefit like if i need to go to the bathroom or need to just move away from a table she can keep the count if we want to pass the count to each other we could do that if we need to um the initially i guess your book actually helped us out a lot with your conversations about how you and grace actually approach certain things um because it was tough like there was there were a few times where if she were playing with me, and this is kind of before we were uh, better at our game, it was really hard for me to keep the count, mm-hmm. try to tell her when to deviate, and like be yeah. able to communicate those things. And like when I actually read that in your book, I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's the hardest card kick I've ever I mean, done. I was, I was being so hard on myself. I was like, you got to figure out how to actually do that. You have to yeah. figure out how to communicate yeah. with her. You have to be better at this. Yeah. And you know, just reading what you had to say, like, really helped us out. I think it's easier not to play together in those moments because mm-hmm. then I feel like I'm just frustrating him and slowing down his game, and mm-hmm. I think it's just... We made it work. <laughs> Brought us together. So do you guys mostly play rated or unrated? It's, so it's been... A, oh, this is CD Mac is asking this, CD Mac. Thanks for the question. <laughs> um, it's been a little mix of both. So at locally... Well, I guess the re- this is the reason why we had a we had a back off, we had a big back off, and that got out to multiple casinos. Ah. So that kind of changed everything. It com- so we went from an, optim- an optimized approach to a maximized approach. Mm. So now it's we're not really playing rated. Yeah. Where before we we spent a lot of time playing mm-hmm. rated. 
Um, and that was a huge benefit for us because it turned into a lot of comps. Uh, we were able to get in good hours. Mm-hmm. We were able, I mean, free meals, mm-hmm. gifts. I mean, we're still benefiting from it. We yeah. just can't yeah. play there. Yeah. So. Can't play blackjack at least. Right. No. Yeah. Okay. So you took a downswing after the boot camp. Yeah. yeah. Then w- what happened? Then, then the blackjack god smiled on us. <laughs> so how bad was the downswing? Oh, it was it was bad. It was a good portion of our bankroll. Okay, like fifty um, percent or over fifty percent. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's brutal. Oh, I mean, absolutely crushed me. Yep. Yeah. So, so listen, you guys need to listen. If if you think it's not going to happen, it oh, ha- it will. Happen. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> it. I mean. I mean, it was a few times that it was. Yeah. Within even before that. The swings are just. I mean, I guess that's. The swings are so volatile. And emo- like emotionally, if you are not prepared to deal with the swings, like yeah. this just isn't, it's not the mm-hmm. life for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it, took, it took me a few hard lessons to really learn, like, hey, you need to be way more vigilant about everything that you have going on. Otherwise, this is yeah. going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but I, back to what you were saying, like the thing that happens, we were, I was, I should say I was playing because you weren't there mm-hmm. that day. And I just decided... For some reason, it just start tossing out money on this side bet because we were getting heat. We were worried about backups. We didn't want to be down that far into our bankroll and then also, you know, kind of lose this honeypot. Uh-huh. So I started playing this little side bet randomly because the dealer was like, you should play it. And I was like, fine, I'll and you, play it. Did you calculate the EV on it? N- yeah and no, like not exactly. I knew, I knew what what I was losing, but not to the 10th degree. Yeah. You know? yeah. So a basic understanding of the cost of, of it, right. Uh-huh. Of the cost of it. And we just, we just so happened to hit the, the jackpot. Oh, it's like a huge jackpot around. I mean, I guess, should I say the amount? It's up to you. <laughs> um, it was, a I it was a mid five figure. Okay. Jackpot. Yeah. And that was just like, glories because we pretty much had a bankroll again yeah a decent bankroll again so that's not a predictable way to no. get a bankroll no. but no. man you know no. No. it happened yeah we got we got super lucky and the, i mean i guess there is this um i wasn't counting to hit the jackpot but if i weren't counting i never would have hit the jackpot mm-hmm. because of how it was set up i mean the, so you mean that there was a correlation mm-hmm. yeah to some degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I can give a little bit of details about it. it. was a progressive blackjack jackpot to where if you matched up suits and face cards, you would hit it. So the suits, I mean, the suits part doesn't correlate, but right. the face cards does. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, so I wanted to take a brief pause and break down the actual EV of this side bet. It is an interesting situation where L-Train knew the cost of the side bet without the jackpot. And it was about, I believe, a three or 4% house edge. So like he said, he was uh, playing knowing, first off, yeah, it was probably negative EV and and a cover bet. And he also knew the cost of the cover bet. If it's $5 and it's a 4% house edge, then it's costing him 20 cents every time he placed the bet. But... The interesting thing is he knew there was some correlation, like he said, with with uh, 10 value cards, maybe not much, but some. 
But then with this jackpot, I actually had BJA member MathProf, so huge shout out to MathProf for helping me with this math, but we added in the value of the jackpot, and it turns out this side bet was positive EV. It was about a dollar and 10 cents in positive EV, not much. So again, hitting this side bet was pretty much all luck, but it is fun to know it was a positive EV side bet in the situation. Maybe not why he was playing it. It was more just, hey, I'm going to throw 20 cents away in cover. But, you know, every time he placed that bet, it was worth a dollar. Just happened to be he hit it for much, much more than that. Yeah, this, yeah, is, a side, this is a side bet that we never played. No, this, this is but you knew that sheer luck. But you knew that there was tens correlated. Yes, we knew that there were tens. So not not complete luck, but but definitely not. Uh, okay, we know our edge, and we know the EV. Right. It's like I know I'm gambling for cover, or yep. or I'm throwing out a cover bet that's costing me money. Yep. But it's not a complete throwaway because no. I'm doing it when there's a surplus of tens. Exactly. Correct. Okay. So it might have been even like a break even cover bet. It's hard to yeah. say. Yeah, I mean, someone it, it would still pay out. That's the thing is I was still getting paid out on it before. I wasn't losing money. Yeah. On this particular. It'd be interesting to calculate it and find out. Yeah. Find out. Well, maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll have to run it. We can't even play that. Well, yeah, we I don't even know where that game is. I'm sure they have it somewhere, but obviously. I don't know. Interesting. Never, it's an interesting I've, we've never side seen it any anywhere yeah. else and just happened to just kind of throw it out there. I mean, in this particular shoe, um, within like the first deck and a half, I was at a true three. And I was like, I'm going to play it. Uh-huh. And it was just one of those crazy shoes. And um, after like maybe my third or fourth time playing it, it all lined up and. You hit it? I hit it. The crazy thing is that, like, I really had no true celebration. Like, you, you'd think it'd be one of those things <laughs> you just, like, go nuts. Yeah. But I immediately looked at the amount, and I started thinking about, okay, they're going to take this amount out for taxes. Uh-huh. I should probably tip this much just to try and, like, preserve Yeah, because you're playing place. rated at this place. Playing oh, rated, yeah. not trying to look like a complete a-hole to all yeah. the other dealers and maintain, you know, some sort of longevity there. So we went into that. I went into that mode. I didn't even tell her. It was like a total surprise for her. <laughs> and then the dealer was like, aren't you going to call your wife? I was like, nope. <laughs> she's like, what? You're not going to tell? I was like, well, obviously, like she's going to find out. I just kind of wanted, wanted to be a surprise. So I came home and and uh, she's like, why do you get that look on your face? Like, I mean, I was like in the kitchen doing something. He came around the corner. I'm like, how'd it go? And he's like, eh, it was okay. And then all of a sudden he starts pulling out like stacks of money out of his out of his jeans. I'm like, did you rob someone? Because I mean, there's just no way at that point with the bankroll we had that that could yeah. actually compute to that much money. Yeah. I was shocked. I mean, yeah. I was absolutely shocked. It felt like a blessing in disguise because we had been through a lot like with Blackjack the last yeah. year plus. So mm-hmm. so then where did things go from there? You had a that was bigger... right before COVID. That was right before COVID. Okay. So yeah. Where, this... where were you at outside of that jackpot? You were still down? Still down. Uh-huh. We were down heavy. Mm-hmm. Like to the point I'm like, I was so hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I, I was absolutely suck at this. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've gone to boot camp. Uh, test out all the time mm-hmm. on the site. Yeah. I've been tested out by a pro. How many hours had you played, do you think, uh, since you'd been tested out? Since I had been tested out? 
maybe maybe 30 40 not oh, really okay. not that many hours not many hours yeah um and that's the thing like so many things could happen in the short term oh yeah you don't really know what could happen and then jackpot happened started to play with it a little bit before everything shut down uh-huh. and we took like another down so oh wow so really like I was really kind of questioning myself. If it weren't for the fact that I tested out a lot on the site and we tested out each other at home, I would have really been yeah. like, we're done. Yeah. We got this jackpot. This yep. is a huge gift. Mm-hmm. You know, we're done. Um, but then COVID happened. We had two months off. That allowed us to work on the game even mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And then everything opened back up. And from there, it was like crazy climb. Yeah, so I mean, all those losses everything eventually turned around. Yeah, it took some time. I mean, I think we went through as a whole for this year within that period from winning the jackpot to when things start to really get better. It was about 80 hours of losing from Okay, we yeah. high to just getting back uh-huh. to where we were from. Okay, high. so it took 80 hours to get back to Yeah. To, uh, a new all-time high. A new all-time high. And then from there, it's been a pretty normal, I shouldn't say normal, <laughs> it's been a pretty fun, crazy ride. How, how many hours have you played this year? We're at 370 hours. Okay. And can you share roughly how, how you've done? We've done pretty well. Um, I mean, more than just, well, here's one. Uh, I think it. I think I said in the forum thing that six figures. Yeah. And hitter seventy eight said six figures. I'm assuming mostly other AP plays than counting, with some counting mixed in. The the other AP play would be like hitting a jackpot, <laughs> like a <laughs> negative advantage yeah. jackpot. Yeah. But but you've won more oh, yeah. outside oh, yeah. of the jackpot oh, yeah. than you won more the, outside of the jackpot. Yeah. And that was purely just from counting. Yeah, um, which was which was great. So forget the jackpot. Yeah, it's been. You've you've made good money this year outside the jackpot as advantage players, mostly card counting. Yeah, pretty much oh. purely purely card counting. Okay, we don't else. we don't well, have any other plays that we utilize outside. I, I just want to make sure people understand the story because someone could be listening and say like, "Oh, you have someone on the podcast because they got lucky and uh-huh. were gambling and hit a jackpot." Yeah. And also, there was uh, someone shared with me um, a video that I don't want to say who, but. Um, another quote unquote expert in advantage play. And someone said like, Oh, you know, what about card counting and blackjack apprenticeship and that stuff? And he's like, Oh, I, I think I remember Colin saying that the church team won $4 an hour. And basically you can't really make any money with card counting anymore. And the person that said to me, he's like laughing. He's like, I made six figures with card counting. And I was like, yeah, the church team made $200 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what he was referring to is I gave a talk one time. And what I said was, this is a little tangent, but I'm just going to put it out there. Um, we cost, the church team cost every casino in America $3 a day. Um, and my point with that is casinos were freaking out. They were like going to put them out of business. It's like, we cost you less than you spend on coffee for your surveillance team <laughs> each day. But when you add it up, it's $4 million, you know. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, there there is this thought, like the question or like this other person is putting out there, yeah, you know, card counting isn't viable. Uh, mm-hmm. I would totally disagree. I mean, it's very viable. I, I think the thing is, is you don't know where in the simulation your game is going to start. Yeah. And 
you may start on a horrible downswing. Yep. And that's just the, and if you don't adjust your bankroll, if you're not thinking about how to manage your money, yeah. if you're not doing other things to kind of mitigate those risks, you will go bust. Yeah. And I mean, that's happened to us. Even before that, though, before the jackpot, we had built it up. Oh, okay. So Interesting. there was. Yeah. So you built it up and then it yes. yeah. came back down. You built it up to over that amount. Wow. And then yeah. it just turned that around. can give you an idea of like yes. how bad it was. So that's a, that's another good point. You say you could start out on the downswing, mm-hmm. but I think another thing to be concerned about, some people start out on the upswing mm-hmm. and they don't realize they're still over betting. Yeah. Yes. And, well, and that happened to us. You're, yeah. you're exactly right. And that's where, you know, really understanding the math behind the risk, understanding Kelly criteria. And I mean, the, the crappy part for us, is really, this is all on me. The tools were all there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I just didn't really fully invest and have a true understanding yeah. of everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everything's totally different now. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we got that established. The the jackpot kind of helped rebuild a larger yeah, bankroll. Replace. And then yep. you've made more outside of that jack- yes. jackpot yeah. yes. uh, from straight counting and I know you have a story about well, what happened with that casino. So with that casino, we were really kind of worried with things after the jackpot. And we wanted to um, make sure that we preserve this place because they have they have a pretty good game. So we continued to play there, but we decided to take more of the optimized approach, mm-hmm. um, which really worked out because, A, everyone knew that we had just hit a jackpot. Yeah. So it made it easier for us to just go in there and play because they just thought, hey, like these guys just love to gamble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beautiful part about having her around is she was able to talk to everyone, and communicate yeah. with everyone and still play. And I was able to talk to everyone and communicate with everyone and still play. And we were just kind of like hiding in plain sight. Um, that's the podcast that you have with JC Rocks 111. Is that his name? Yep. Um, shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to every other name. That <laughs> I listened to that thing maybe like four or five times. Okay. Because cool. I just we wanted to take that type of approach, mm-hmm. um, and I mean we got there on a smaller scale. We were able to take another forty thousand dollars from this uh-huh. place. Yeah. Just. Just out of straight optimized play. Yeah. So when you say optimized, you just mean um, you weren't as aggressive with your bet mm-hmm. spread, or were you using a lot of cover plays or cover cover bets or anything? The fortunate, we didn't really have to use a lot of cover play. Um, if I knew then what we know now, we would have used more cover mm-hmm. play, just because it probably would have given us a little more longevity. Um, what do you mean if you knew? Than so, what you know now. There was, like, as we were playing and making friends and having mm-hmm. just the relationships across the table, um, one of, I don't know if I should say it specifically, but we made, we are currently friends with someone on the other side yeah, and I then started started to hang out with the dealer. Yeah. And then come to find out that her husband worked for gaming uh-huh. and security and then gaming and then... Um, he doesn't currently work Cur- in yeah, gaming. And he, and he didn't work for gaming at that particular point. But he had a history of working uh-huh. gaming. And then he also had, there is their circle. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like 
host, um, security, like full a full game of Intel that we really could have wow. utilized had we known. Yeah, then. and found out really how they evaluate because that's the yep. thing, you know. Um, there there have been a few times where we where we've had some intel like. Um, you know, there was a place, I think, I'm sure I've told this story before, but there was a place where we knew that the owner would, there's a little place here in <laughs> Seattle, the owner would watch you play. Oh. Um, and so we would not, not there, but from a camera, right. you know, run you down or whatever. And so we used, um, more cover than we would, uh, in that first hour or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would always double tens against tens and aces and, you know, some of the, some of those things that are kind of like, um, ultimate gambit type, like, yeah, there's a little bit of a cost mm-hmm. yeah. it looks, makes you look like a wild man, but it's very little cost. Right. And so we do some of those things. And I remember, I remember a dealer once being like, Oh, you're cool. Now the owners evaluated you and determined you're not an advantaged player. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, then I'm not going to use this cover anymore. You yeah. Know? So so you would have had known how they evaluated all that. Yes. And, yeah. we, and right before that, though, we ran into, I mean, like, you could tell as times, I mean, we're now a year into this, no, two, year? Into this particular yeah. casino. Yeah, we're about a year. So there, a few of them are starting to realize what is going on mm-hmm. and okay with it. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. gave us a heads up one time. Yeah, that's so that's that's actually kind of a, an interesting story. So this happened the middle of the year. I got backed off from one place and because the casinos were close, staff would leave one casino and go to another casino for better work opportunities or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a brand new one. So yeah. And so you would get we saw staff that yep. was at another casino and this place, I mean, I maybe got in 10 hours and mm-hmm. then it turned into a back off. And then and that actually happened before COVID. And then we came back after COVID. They, they didn't trespass. It was just a back off. Yeah. So went back in, got back off again. And then they sent out information to uh, this other casino, which was actually kind of like the honeypot. Yeah. And so one of the dealers actually came up to me. They actually call me over, like, come here. Everyone's wearing masks, so it made it really easy to have conversations without people being able to see yeah. what's really going on, which is, that's a great way. That's interesting, COVID's, yeah. COVID's helped out. And they actually let me know and say, hey, this place reports you as an AP. Um, watch out. And fortunately, like, your advice of don't back yourself off, um, we took that advice because we almost did. We were like, man, we're done. We don't want to ruin anywhere else. Didn't we leave else. that day? We did. We, we left we that got, day. We left mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Right? Didn't play that day. Yeah. We were trying to figure out like. We should ask more questions. Yeah, definitely <laughs> but should we ask didn't. more questions. I guess it was more like nerves kind of freaking out. Mm-hmm. And she and, was going, she was transitioning between tables. So mm-hmm. it was like a really quick conversation. And then he looked at me. I'm like, I, he gave me those eyes. I'm like, okay, let's go. Went back the next day, had more of a conversation with his dealer. And she's like, they don't care. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, what? And um, we pointed to a particular pit boss and she looked at him. She was like, he really doesn't care. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, well, let's not back ourselves off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we continued to play. I mean, we got in like another 170 hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you could have backed yourself off from 170 hours. Yeah. This, yeah. this wouldn't, we would, I don't, we wouldn't be having this conversation mm-hmm. right now. Had that happen. Yeah. I mean, we, 
we made a lot of money. Yeah, you said another forty k yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Um, just straight counting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just Over- straight counting. No, I wouldn't really use any cover. Occasionally, she would. She she'd have a little bit of cover, but mm-hmm. I was pretty. Well, pretty because we started to get information, a yeah. little bit of information about maybe you should try this to disguise. Uh-huh. And we did. What, I did. Yeah, what what did. kind of what kind of cover? Mainly, mainly side bed stuff. Okay. And then um, covering your and then putting a bed on the top so right. they can't see because you know oh, the yeah. information we got was there's just an angle down uh-huh. only down at this casino. Yeah. So, um, and then just to be careful of different shifts and different mm-hmm. bosses. Uh-huh. And uh, so, how have you calculated how much negative EV all the side bets were? Or? No, not. I would say I wouldn't encourage other people to take this approach mm-hmm. without fully knowing yeah. the value. Of what how, how often would it be like every other hand or? Not that frequent. Yeah. No, it was just random. Just yeah. random. For me, it was yeah. random. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, five times an hour or something like that. Probably. Probably not even that, to be honest. Okay, so yeah, it was. I think it was with particular for me. It was particular dealers, yeah, Uh and pit bosses. Mm -hmm. So it was a five dollar side bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe you're throwing away a couple bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. So that's that. It's just helpful to put it into context so someone doesn't hear this and say, "Okay, I'm going to play side bets and I'm good," because you could easily lose lose more. You can lose your whole edge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty easily on those side bets, depending on how bad of a side bet it is. But yeah. but yeah, if you're even if it's got a ten percent edge, you know house edge, five bucks. That's fifty cents every time you do it. You can right. do that. You can do that. You know, a few times an mm-hmm. hour so if you have that kind of intel. Um, I mean, he's really he's really good about keeping track of some of the side bets, and then if we happen to tip, because at this point, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, we're at a local place, and I know that tipping is frowned upon at times, but. We were, and I think now looking back, we did a good job of preserving. Yeah. I mean, they let us play there. Yeah. Way past. Yes. It got to the point where, like, we were we were trying to figure out, like, what what are we doing? Like, why are they continuing to let us play? Like, I would, I'd talk to Sassy Red about it, and she would ask, she was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. black. Like, I really have, <laughs> like I have no clue." Do you think that that's uh, it, no? I don't, I don't I mean, think so. I think it could hurt you just as much as it can help. Okay. Oh yeah. Because well, we've that's true. But I also think not to interrupt you because I know there's that one story. Yeah. But um, after talking, not I me. Mean, we're really now really good friends with some of these people. Yeah. Like we'll see them on this coming Thursday, and they said a little bit. It's just that it's really who's in the cameras. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who's watching? Because mm-hmm. the pit bosses and I mean they yes they can make the calls, but they're really not. They're not the ones. They're not getting on the phone unless they don't really know you but now these people are rooting for us they're not wanting to make phone calls upstairs and most of the time the people upstairs in this particular casino didn't know what they were doing yeah Mm -hmm. and pit bosses didn't either no they that's the crazy thing they were clueless like we've talked to a couple after the fact and they were like what like no way yeah and one was like i will i will tell them that i mean this particular dealer just crushed me yeah i mean maybe 6k six, seven K in a shoe. And she was like, Oh, she felt so bad. Yeah. I was like, don't worry about it. Like this happens. Yeah. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) So I think another thing that's worth mentioning is this, this game had a really good, uh, house. Like it was a very good game. It was a good game. Right. And that allows a little bit more, uh, it's similar to JC rocks where he had this great local game. Mm -hmm. And I think what sets apart, you know, what, what you guys have done, what he did is to, 
is to really analyze it. Because I think what a lot of people do is they get into card counting, they practice, they're like, I'm going to go. And, you know, um, sometimes the best thing they can do is just maximize at their local casinos, get yeah. burned out and move yeah. on. Other times when you have a honeypot, as you called it, mm -hmm. like this with such an exceptional, you know, uh, opportunity, such a great game mm -hmm. that doing that extra homework to say, how do we get the most money out of this? Uh, and of course, you never know. Maybe you do get backed off your second day playing there. Right. But if you can really optimize it, if you can stretch that out over those couple hundred hours of play, um, then yeah, giving up extra 5% of your EV, even 10% of your EV um, is going to be well worth it as a business decision. Over yeah, that was home. where I think tipping really kind of. Yeah, did you calculate kind of how much? We, yeah, we gave ourselves mm -hmm. uh, a max of what Tipping we budget? Yeah. We used to have that on an early team. And then by the time of the church team, it was too complicated to say, here's how much of like our investors' money you guys right. can tip. So we, we just made a different rule, which is tip out your own money if it's going to be worth it for you, you know. But uh, but before that, we had, it was like, okay, well, we can, you know, tip this. That didn't mean we had to, mm -hmm. uh, but we could if we felt like it would be worth it because this was when we were playing 99% of our play was, was local. So mm -hmm. similar situation. I mean, I think the thing about tipping is that a few of the guys, a few of the people knew that what we were doing, so they could easily go back and tell yeah. other dealers yeah. who had absolutely no idea and who and hit boss and mm -hmm. say, Hey, like, yeah, um, these guys are, cause they come from other larger casinos. So right. some of them knew. Yeah. And sometimes it's that combination of if you're personable, yeah, likable, yep. And and not like tip not not tipping, mm -hmm. yeah. Then because we even heard after now that we're friends, um, I was a better tipper, and he was more, <laughs> yeah. he, was more he was more quiet, and they oh, liked playing yeah. with me more yeah, because yeah, sure. he didn't really talk as much as uh -huh. I did, and I tipped better. So that's why I think they were happy collectively as a couple. Yeah. So now you're having to take your, or I don't know if you, there's anything else you're going to add to that. I mean, it, it did come to an um, end. I mean, I think we could come, we could like it go on for hours end. about it. Yeah. It did. It, it came to an end. I mean, the other thing there that we did that, I mean, if other people want to try to do this, I think that if you are able to form a relationship with people, make sure it's organic, Yeah. you know, don't try to make it look forced. Like you were saying, be likable. Um, and try to just get as much information as you can out of it. I mean, yeah. how much money the table makes in a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. That can That's really good. help you out. Because then you know how much money you should or should not be taking. Yeah. Like it gives you pretty much a win stop. Yeah, that's really that's a that's really smart to because I know that pit bosses will freak out if they're gonna have a, a losing day. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, but if you know, okay, well, yeah, these tables make ten thousand a day. You know, I don't want to go over 5,000 or whatever it might yep. be. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that uh, how they handle their chips. This particular place was extremely anal about their purple chips. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, I know I've seen a few things about, like, if you're playing rated, shoot your rat hole. That was one thing that we pretty much, we got to the point where we couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, once once our EV and our bed spread climbed up to a certain point, you have wins and losses that are going to yield you purple chips. So we knew that we couldn't pocket them. We had to cash them in. So if we had not cashed them in, it probably would have made it more obvious. They yeah. Had more of a, you know, we would have painted a target on our back. Oh yeah. They knew. I mean, they knew. Yeah. And we, we've heard too, 
that they follow you with surveillance mm-hmm. from all the way to the parking lot and get your license mm-hmm. plate. So yeah, we were there's no way to hide what we that purple chip. Anyway. Yeah, so monitoring your payouts is a good thing. Monitoring your cash outs is a good thing. And since then, you've had to kind of take the show on the road a little more or spread it out more. Yeah. Yeah, we've had to spread the love to other places. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, we we travel a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, nothing crazy. Uh, I mean, I guess the other thing that happened this year was I was laid off from my job. So Because of COVID? Because of COVID. And, I mean, fortunately, I, we had car counting because that really helped us uh, yeah. to maintain financially. Um, but that also freed up some time mm-hmm. to go full time just for a short period. Of time. Sure. Um, and we got a little bit of travel in, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. We were still man, we were still able to get in some solid hours locally. Yeah. But uh, we want to travel a little more. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it, I think even the places that we're going now that aren't that far, are, there's definitely like it's you're not we're not going to get a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. He, I, I'll get probably more than him <laughs> because as soon as that happened at that one, the next day he went to play at another one that was connected to three. Yeah. And the guy yeah. was like, "You're done." And yeah. we've been playing there for years. We've been yeah, we've been playing there for a while. And well, he knew the guy that backed him off. Sort t- of. You're talking about in your state. In our yep. state. Yeah. 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 So so maybe a little more travel, like fly f- somewhere for three, it, four, right. five yeah. days. But I mean, I guess the thing is for us was like this without honey pot, like. Who were they going to tell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the issue. And then when the next day or two days later, he went to the other one and the guy's like, sorry, he knew my first name. And then he asked him a bunch of questions. Like, yeah. That that was a back off that really kind of turned into a little further intel because yeah. he disclosed a lot. He probably told me too. <laughs> I mean, you let me know what software they use. Yeah. How long to actually stay at a table. Uh, software to evaluate your play. You mm-hmm. But it. It sounds like, as far as you know, you're not database. Not database. So, uh, and he told he actually told us that, mm-hmm. which is really good to know that. Okay, sometimes these flyers are just local. Yeah, actually, yeah. a lot of times the flyers are local, mm-hmm. um, and that could be valuable to know. And and then if you do take the show on the road a bit more to say, okay, well, we're going to try to stay out of the databases by playing unrated or by being strategic about where we play rated. All all those mm-hmm. all those things. Yeah. yeah. Next now level. It's, now it's like the feel like the real AP work <laughs> comes in. Shout out to like all the road warriors. Yeah, yeah. All the Joe 748s uh-huh. out there that are crushing it. Yeah. Um, so any other ways that this is snarky, sparky says, how uh, how's the pandemic changed the way you're playing? Any, I mean, that was really interesting that you can kind of have a conversation with a mask on mm-hmm. uh, more discreetly. But um, any, any other, it sounds like locally people know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, it, I think it's helped table conditions. Um, there's fewer hands at the table, so that's been a good thing. Get more rounds per hour in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been a huge help. Um, being able to really, I guess, it for for me, I'm, I may be building a bad habit by doing this, but it, it's really working out right now. As like you can really keep a running count and mumble it to yourself if you want to. Oh yeah, with the with the mask on. Yeah, yeah. I just think you're chewing gum. Yeah, or yeah. Something, and if or you, you want to see it, right? Yeah. If you want to like kind of like talk yourself through a hand and not have yeah. to worry about you know uh-huh. just using your mental for it, you could do it. Um, that's I think that's an added benefit. That's funny. <laughs> um, and uh, so, just Dan wants to know how has advantage play affected your guys' relationship, or the yeah, pros and cons. Of AP married life. 
Um, I would say it's brought us a lot closer. I know it's crazy to think to say that, but I mean, we have been, this has been an emotional ride from the beginning. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's definitely brought us together. I mean, we, it was a totally different way to play in the beginning mm-hmm. and then it turned into. So it started out as like a married couple that gambled together. Yeah. That, we were gambling. that went and oh, yeah. like. It was like a Christmas party that we went to with my parents. Oh yeah, you're uh, right. It was a company that, Christmas party. That's it. That's the first time. Oh, wow. Yes. And yeah. we were, it's always that they have a. Um, yeah, a little a casino, casino night. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. For all their employees. And then we just started playing it. And he's like, oh, this is fun. We could do this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and then it worked. It, it was like, <laughs> it just worked that's out. That's Gill our way to. Oh my yeah. gosh. It was, it was great. And then as it started to go the other way, we both were, he's like, we can't lose. We both, you, we can't lose that many hands in a row. Now looking back, it's like, oh yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. Even now, yeah. even now, yeah, yeah. he just yeah. got killed the other day, and it was like he couldn't, yep. win. I couldn't win. So I think, and then the support of Sassy Red and just the community yeah. has yeah. been unreal. Like I mm. don't know where we would be without it. That's true. It's interesting. I mean, there, there are other people where advantage play is really bad for their relationship. So yes. it seems like. You know, do you guys have any, uh, you know, AP marriage tips? Um, trust is, I mean, it's, it's huge. trust is absolutely like number one. Yeah. You know, that's probably the thing that really kind of trust, communication, all the normal yeah. stuff that you hear, I guess. Being trust, on the same page with being on same goals, everything. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think looking at it as a positive thing, like we looked at like, we get to get out together, mm-hmm. we get to play together. We can have dinner right before or do, do yeah, something after. Yeah. For us, especially with COVID, there wasn't a whole lot open, but the casinos. So it really worked out for us, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I think that understanding your partner's personality is mm. probably like one of the biggest yeah. things. Like she's extremely few. Fruit. Yeah. Like she's like the unicorn. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's got a good personality. She's frugal yeah. with money. Like we don't have to worry about overspending or anything like that. Yeah. Um, she's all about, uh-huh. she's all about, you know, like the lifestyle and it works really mm-hmm. well for us. That's awesome. So if you have that type of relationship mm. with your spouse, then I think it's awesome. And it works. Yeah. But if you don't, then you know, I don't think you should do it to be honest yeah. with you. I think there's too many swings in the game. Mm-hmm. There's too much stress that can be yeah. in your personal life. Yeah. To where it wouldn't be worth it if you don't have the Mister or the Misses on board. Yeah, no, that's that's really good good advice. I I have some friends and they're uh, I mean, gosh, we were friends long before Advantage Play entered any of our lives, and and they've got that similar you know uh, they can work well together. They, you know they've they've got the trust and and both have the personality the weird personality to do Advantage yeah. Play. Yeah, um, I was gonna say one other thing. A friend of mine uh, he he would say he wants to have a PhD in understanding his wife. Yeah. Um, be, you know, it's like, gosh, if you're yeah. going to be married, like, yeah, really try to not, you know, really try to understand that. Like you were mm-hmm. saying, I thought that was really good advice. Like understand how your spouse or your significant other works, you know, what uh, to know them as well as they know themselves in terms of like when they're getting burned out or when they need a break or yeah. whatever. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to be pushing them against. Yeah. You know, and you have to be okay with the fact, like we can't always be, on the road or playing together, yeah. even if we're local, because we have obligations at home. I still yes. have a full-time job. I run a business. Uh-huh. And so I think being okay with and knowing like, hey, this is a good time to leave yep. him yeah. or her or whatever. Because then it's like there's a level of respect. 
because then I still respect the game. And I, even if it's a terrible swing, I still get it. And I know this is just a process. So unicorn. <laughs> so TMJ wants to know, uh, how, what else you bond over besides advantage play? You guys like have other hobbies or is this, this the thing you're into right now? Um, cigars, <laughs> cigars, whiskey. Oh yeah. Oysters, what, what kind of whiskey? Oh my God. Bourbon or? Bourbon. Yes. Well, I mean, we like rice too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, bourbon or favorite whiskey? Favorite bourbon right now is Pinhook. Oh, I haven't had that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's delicious. Is it is it local to you guys? or No. no. Pinhook, no. okay. It's, it's Kentucky bourbon. Huh. Um, they, they named it Pinhook because it's how they name horses. Oh, okay. So every series has like a horse name on it. Okay. It's more like a... They've made it. They've done a really good job of branding their whiskey and making it more like a collector's item. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's, a, it's in a wine vault, which was kind of odd. Oh yeah. We had a tasting. We have uh-huh. a. We go to this place called. And, oops. Okay. Well, we'll bleep that out. You go, we go to a restaurant <laughs> slash bar um, in our area and have a locker, a whiskey locker. Oh wow. <laughs> so we. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Pay so much a month and we get a free bottle. And that's kind of wow. how this all started, where we mm-hmm. were introduced because they have tastings. Tell yeah. them that. The dealer with oh yeah yeah surveillance and she was like oh you guys I heard you guys talking about whiskey we love whiskey yeah. too because it purely it was not I mean I should say truly it was not yeah. the intent to gain intel it was it was just a oh conversation my gosh, yeah I didn't even think it was going to turn into what it turned mm-hmm. into but anyway so we do we do enjoy whiskey together in our locker cool well I cannot share the love of cigars with you guys but <laughs> but I like whiskey uh, bourbon. So uh, maybe we'll have some. Pure. Woodenville is. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, we have that at home. Oh, Woodenville whiskey. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe I uh, have to get some pen yeah. hook and. Uh, cool. So we're running a little bit short on time. Okay. Um, here's a few. You know, Nubs, nineteen eighty one. He had another one. A couple of people were asking kind of about, and we got into this a little bit, but just kind of mistakes you made at the beginning that that you could give people some, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's so many. I feel like our story is more of like what not to do than, than uh-huh. what to do. Um, uh, overbetting, I think, yeah. is like the huge one. Um, so you mentioned CVCX. I'll just put a plug for we have our pro yeah. betting software. If you're using High Low, mm-hmm. then our membership yep. there's you know web based betting software and uh, just make sure that you know that you're playing positive EV with low risk and that your long run isn't, you know, insane. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to either not make money or, or hit risk or it's going to take forever to see the rewards. I mean, it changed everything. Yeah, it did. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. Really understanding our best for just like everything that you just said. Like having that foundation truly understanding is what has made everything profitable mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So I guess the other thing is um, if we could do things differently, I would learn more about like table etiquette. Mm. Um, to, I mean, the, the beauty of bumping into an AP at the table is that it, that totally changed everything for us. Yeah. Um, the bad thing is that you could run into other APs and mm-hmm. it may actually be a bad interaction or you may just end up totally exposing them and yourself. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I, I have one post. This is like, I guess, one of those things where I posted on the forum. I'm like, why the hell did I post that? <laughs> <laughs> but I bumped into an AP at a table and he got backed off and it was like, it was how they treated him was just horrible. Oh, man. And I, 
as I saw it going on, I saw some kid getting picked on by the last kid that was picked in kickball. And, oh, yeah. you know, instead the if I could, I, I would never do that again. I would not get involved in mm. another eight piece back off again because that's just, it's too much exposure, exposure for both people. But as like a humanitarian, I guess you could say, yeah. I felt like I did the right thing. Yeah. Except when they were backing him off and you got into with that guy. That what did that security guy say? Or the gaming guy yeah, say? He to you? actually let me know that they were looking at at our play too. So that he kind of gave me oh, some wow. intel. Yeah. At, at the same time, but um, I guess that's kind of a good thing. We turned. turned I think we're watching you too. Oh wow! I mean, I heard this like five tables away. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? So they're on? just being brutal to this to this. They were horrible. Yeah, I don't normally get involved in things yeah. like she's she's one hundred percent the fighter of the relationship. <laughs> um not in a bad way. I mean in 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 all positive ways. Um so she's more likely to get involved in a situation yeah. where someone's being mistreated. Um I'm more like if it's inhumane or if it's something that is totally in the wrong, I'll get involved, but I'm not as apt to do that. But this particular situation was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had to get involved, and I did. I mean, the fortunate thing about it is it's it's turned into a pretty decent friendship with me oh, and the other person. Yeah. yeah, right on. So I guess that's the other thing. You yeah. never know um, what what those interactions may turn yeah. into. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just uh, tell you guys, if you see me getting backed off at a casino, you can just let me, <laughs> let me get... <laughs> get the brunt of it and I'll be okay. But but that's cool that that's cool that you did that, you know, in the moment you felt like staying staying up for them. God, I was an idiot. <laughs> so, I uh, actually just thought of something. Earlier you said being black, you said mm -hmm. could could do as much harm as good or or can you do you mind elaborating on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess this is a this is a back off story. So, well, that's the only thing I got left is I want to hear your <laughs> a couple of back off stories. Um Someone actually just, I just responded to someone's post on the forum about this, where they were trespassed for being the wrong person. So we're at this casino and we're getting in hours and this, this place has a really good game. So we're kind of doing some stuff to try and throw them off. We're, I was white rabbiting. And so for people that don't know, that's um, a form of cover play that we don't discuss a lot of places, but but uh, we definitely talk about a boot camp. So you're using a form of cover bang. You could probably listen to the JC Rocks podcast to get a yeah thorough get shot thorough. And I could shop JC Rocks like all day. <laughs> That's he, awesome. He helped out a lot. Yeah, he's a great guy too. Okay, so you're you're using this kind of cover cover betting, using yeah. cover play. I didn't think that I was getting heat for counting at all. Like she actually she picked up on it. And she comes up to me. She's like, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to do something different. Whoa. Because she could tell. Yeah. Like she saw the pit you kind of scurrying around. And then um, security had started to head that way. The one guy came through. But I mean, mm -hmm. there was like, it's three tables in this little area in this high limit room. Yeah. There's a the, the high limit bar and then a bunch of high limit slots. And really it was just one pit boss. And there was another table they're printing. They're, they were playing. One guy was playing pretty hard. Mm -hmm. So I could just tell like she was kind of watching there's a lot of phone calls but anyway but then the, the i don't know was he security or gaming gaming or security gaming and through. security both and then they out. kind of just walked through walked yeah. out and then i'm like oh, we need to like like he said do something different something's up and then yeah. and then they came back in and he called me by a name that wasn't my name he was oh like, wow he told you back in february that you can't play here anymore 
Wow. And I looked, I was like, I wasn't even here in February. I was like, I think you got the wrong guy. Oh, wow. And he's like, nope. Racial got, profiling. Yeah, he's like, you got to go. And like, she saw it and was like, what are you talking about? Like, this isn't him. You haven't even asked for his ID. You're just, they pretty much were just doing it because I was black. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. Um, the crappy part about it was I was backed off for not really counting. Like I can. So they I'll, still they still backed you off, yeah. even though. Yeah. And you and he's, it's more way more dramatic than it. It actually is yeah. more dramatic than that because at this point he's talking to them and he's trying to get to the cashier with his mm-hmm. chips, and then I'm talking to them saying I don't understand you. Have, a you have not even asked him for ID. Yeah. And I'm. I mean, I was spending time ta- chatting with the pit boss, just trying to like distract her whatever and like i was nicer she was nice to me and then she's she kept like just she was turning her head at this point looking away and i'm like you didn't even ask us who we were and uh, you they sent a host in prior to this yeah. and asked him if he was somebody else do you remember that yep. and he said no so i was fuming because i knew that whoever this other they said william was was black because and then he said well you two were here in february and i'm like Thinking, She's doing the math. I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah. no, we weren't here in February. And he's like, yes, you were. And we asked you both to leave. So whoever this guy was, the 86th out of the casino. Wow. And I said, why don't you just get his ID and I'll give you mine and we'll be done with the situation. And they said, no, this comes from upstairs. There's nothing oh we can gosh. do. Which didn't make sense to me even more why but you wouldn't want why, to why ID someone. want the ID? To yeah. prove that, yes, you were trespassed. You're not allowed to be here. So then it well, kind of got a little bit louder and then... I mean, within reason, and we're walking out, they're walking us out. And then one of the security guys said to me, hey, just go. They're going to call the cops. He's like, they're going to call the cops. Wow. Just just leave. And I mean, as things started to escalate, I was like, you know what? This isn't going to go anywhere. I'm just going to cash in the chips and get out of here. Um, They brought up the whole ID thing. And I was like, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want our names associated with this because we could still go back. We could actually go back and play rated if we wanted to. We're going to prove that. Give it enough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to prove I'm not this William guy. Yeah. Hopefully but he even said, him. but he goes, you guys can just try to come back. We'll just give it some time. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. We still have to prove who yeah. we are yeah. because you think he's someone else. Yeah. It yeah. was just, it was odd. Wow. It was uncomfortable. Well, it makes you feel any better. I've been mistaken identity at casinos before, you know, too, where they say, hey, you know, are you this person? And it was actually an AP that I knew. Um, but, you know, like... <laughs> They're like, yeah, nope, I'm not, you know, but they still did. And I think that still would make more sense. But this guy, whoever they're talking about, was not, it yeah. was not because he was an AP yeah. player. And that yeah. was, that was my he, issue. Oh, wow. Yeah, it didn't have anything to Interesting. do with, with He must have caused a ruckus or something, right. him and yeah. his girlfriend. They just saw me and they thought wow. that I was him and they were like, you're gone. That's crazy. Yeah. You, you guys have any other good back off stories? Uh, we were chased out of, <laughs> we were chased out of a casino once. That was oh, that was interesting. This is another reason why, like, having a partner with you that understands everything that's going on with the game, yeah, the mechanics, like, really helps out. Because she was able to alert me again. It was like another situation where she saw everything that was going on. She's like, "Hey, like, it's time. Like, we really need to go." Um, and I was able to get to the. I the mistake that I made was going to the cashier. Shouldn't have gone to the cashier. Should have just left. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And that, because that gave him time to like, hey, do you have your ID? No, I yeah. have ID. And then as we start to leave, like five or six security guards are pretty much giving us the boot out. We know who you are. You're not yeah. from here anymore. Um, 
The other situation, I guess, that happened, I, that wasn't really that dramatic. But but what do you mean they chased you out? Like they, they followed you all the way to your car? Or? All the way to the car. Yeah. But before this, they were trying to idea us when we were just sitting down somewhere. We played and we went to sit down to have a drink or something just to give yeah. a break and see if they were going to. We, we, where we were sitting, we could see the pit. And we're like, let's yeah. just take a break and see what they're going to do. Yeah. And nothing really. But then all of a sudden, somebody came over. I think yeah. we, we lit a couple small little cigar things that we have. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to ID us. I'm like, <laughs> we need your ID because you're smoking. Not playing, not smoking. We need your ID because you're drinking. (laughs) That's crazy. It was was awkward. But yeah, yeah, they followed him to the cashier and then I kind of... So at that point, you should have just said, no, don't have our IDs, we're going to leave. Yeah, Yeah, we should have walked out. But then they kind of just started to escort us and then we started to move faster. Now now we're all going out the front or the door. It was... They were like yelling at us. We have your pictures. We know who you guys are. Got us... Followed us all the way to the car and then followed us after we left it was just too oh, much wow. sometimes the back also just too much like it's really not that big of a deal you yes yeah ask us to leave and it'll be yep. okay yeah it's amazing how how like uh upset they can get yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah well there was there was one that happened locally and this wasn't even a back off but it was interesting because she got a good glimpse at um security screen so this particular place they have a podium in the middle of their pit area. It was outside of it, actually. So it's right outside, right of, outside between of it. Slots and but it like looks down area. at the tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I this is a place I had previously been backed off from before, but I went in, back counted a table. Shoe got really positive, and I'm at max bets for two hands, and I get uh, double on one and splits on the other that turned into doubles, and everything worked out. And security starts coming around and she's in the back and she's able to see the computer screens and she's like, they got our picture. She's like, we need to go. Yeah. So she was done at that point. Fortunately, it's a good time to leave, grab the chips, we're leaving. She's like, they have our pictures and they have the worst angle of me. You could ever <laughs> possibly get out. Well, so the, and this was recent. So when I saw they had for him, like they had a bunch of pictures trying to figure yeah. who he was and a bunch of, of course, African-Americans. And then for me, it was just me. But interesting is there was no mask on us. So oh, the wow. pictures they had were from. Yeah. Oh, pre, pre-COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So they already were on to you guys. Yeah. yeah. And it was fast. We weren't even yeah. in there like 15 minutes. Yeah. That place, there was a pit boss at that place that actually let me know previously that they were watching. Which is crazy. Yeah. I thought that was really weird that they would, I mean, we've had a couple instances where the pit bosses or dealers were actually reach out, which yeah. is kind of cool. Like if you get those moments, I, I think those are real, really advantageous. You can yeah. take advantage of them. I agree. Awesome. Well, thanks guys so much for sharing your story. Anything you wanted to, to add before mm-hmm. we wrap it up? You got anything else? What are your, what are your goals for 2021? Try to get in as many get hours. hours. As we, yeah. Yeah. While balancing, uh, while balancing the whole everything line. else, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, network, yes. network better, yeah. Yeah, networking. Well, this might this might help if people hear hear your and story. You utilize all the tools. I wish we would have had. Yeah. Everything we do. Yeah. Then. Just do it. Yep. Yeah. Just get it. Pay whatever. Like, just like do goes it goes back to like the things that we regret. It's definitely mm-hmm. utilize all the information. Yeah. That you have. But I yeah. think initially going through what we did really helped our 
emotional being now. Yeah. Just being able to have the amount of losses that we had and get through it and yeah. still actually be playing yeah. for us is huge. Yeah. Because we, I think at one point I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. This this just, just forget it. We understand the downswings of mm-hmm. the game yeah. more now and are emotionally in tune with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably, that's that was really the downfall for me is I was not ready emotionally to deal with the losses. Yep. So I played a lot of competitive sports as a kid. And I think when you have that background, like you're used to winning. You yeah. Know that, uh-huh. You know, if you work hard, you're going to get yeah. results. And blackjack just. Like <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you're not, you have to be okay with losing the majority of the time. Yeah. And I think the, yep. the thing to being a good AP is you have to get really good at losing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And keep firing those bets and out keep there. Keep firing bets out there, yeah. And if don't you, flinch. Like, yeah. Shout out to Spartan. Yeah, that's his, right. For his post on that's on right. Flinching. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for sharing your story. I'm excited to hear how 2021 goes. And uh, what was it called? Pin pinwheel. Pinhook. Pinhook. Maybe we'll yes, uh, have no. some pinhook uh, in 2021 sometime. Yeah. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that podcast interview. And if you are serious about card cutting, but you have not checked our membership, I encourage you to do so. Whether you want to learn and master card cutting or whether you're actively playing in the casinos, we've got everything you're going to need to learn and keep up and make money as a card counter. We have a video course and a training suite so you can master every aspect of the game. Or when you're actively playing in casinos, we've got betting software, a forum for networking and getting questions answered, a casino database, members-only podcasts that have interviews with active pros on all sorts of more detailed information you're going to want to know as an AP. And we have our new results tracking software. All of our software works on mobile. So if you're in a casino bathroom, you can pull up bet spreads or or enter your results. It works on desktop, laptop, tablet, whatever you're going to need. And if you are a member at Blackjack Apprenticeship, we're going to be sending out a survey very shortly to ask what things you want in 2021, what ways we uh, as the BJ team can do to support you in being a successful card counter and advantage player in the next year. So check your inbox in the next week or so, and you'll see that survey. And everyone, uh, hope you have great holidays and an awesome start to 2021.